everybody. I'm your host, Lisa Shield. Welcome to Dating Without Drama, where I give you my unique take on everything related to men, love, dating, and romantic relationships. My practical yet spiritual approach to getting emotionally naked and attracting what I call a guardian of your soul will be music to your ears. So let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Getting Inside the Right Male Mind. We are coming to you from Tulum, Mexico. Beautiful, sunny Tulum. Uh, We decided to escape the cold, and we just actually heard from a client of Benjamin's that uh, it's snowing in Santa Fe, so... Right? We did the right thing. Right. 94 (laughs) degrees here. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So we decided to sacrifice sound quality and do an episode from Tulum. So we have gotten many, many requests from our female listeners who often listen to the podcast with their boyfriends or their partners or their husbands and so many women are asking Benjamin to actually do a podcast for men because they wish men could hear the things that we're talking about and so please forgive all the background noise and the wind and all you your there's some kids there's a whole family playing in the pool over here and you know, if you will bear with us. We want to talk about avoidant behavior. I do want to take a moment just to make a distinction that there is a difference between a woman being avoidant and a man being avoidant. Avoidant behavior is very, very, very difficult to change. We'll get into that in a moment, whether you're male or female, but often women have a better chance of changing this because we seek out therapy, we talk to our girlfriends, we ask for help. Often when we see a persisting problem, we want to know why and we're willing, you know, we're on a spiritual growth path and we want to find a way out of it. Whereas men feel they pride themselves on being able to come up with their own answers. And I always go back to the Albert Einstein quote that you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created the problem because you're in a closed paradigm. And so often what men, they'll fall into the trap of being caught in their own loop, but they can't get up and above it to see outside of it. And so changing this behavior, it's just insidious. But babe, talk to men. Like, let's talk to men because they need help. (laughs) Well, I've been in practice more than 40 years now. And there have been men in my practice where it's just been horrible to listen to their dating experiences because they want to talk about their conquests. They want to show me photographs of the latest and often the youngest. And it's heartbreaking because these guys will come on so strong they're so sophisticated they have what money and success and power or at least the promise of it you know and so they come across to women as everything that woman has ever wanted and they will woo them and they will get into a relationship with them and as soon as they get into a relationship and the woman feels the closeness towards him he will feel trapped 
he will want to escape and you know panic and it could even be like a claustrophobia but as Lisa mentioned men don't always have the introspection and instead of realizing that this is their pattern they'll often leave in a way where they find fault you know, they'll find reason to leave they'll make up excuses like I'm allergic to her cat or she's to this or that because it's panic and he will continue this pattern again and again and again because all men like to have their masculinity mirrored back to them but in this case it's artificial because they're creating a scenario where they aren't really the people that they say they are and so a woman believes that this man has a genuine interest he feels that she's special he will do special things for her call her all the time and then as soon as she's hooked in as soon as he has her hooks in her he begins to panic and often it can end in either fire or it can end in ice it can end in terrible arguments which would be a reason to leave and blaming the woman or it can end in ice where he will just get cold instead of calling every night and you know talking for an hour he will maybe stop the calls or call during the day and then it will slowly diminish and he will just disappear but the thing is and and i get it guys do this and they know the pattern honey i mean they, maybe they're not aware if they were to step back or do our course they would see this pattern right and it is a pattern and it plays out over and over and over again but how do they justify it? How do they rationalize it? Well, they justify it that they... You're talking to men, too. Yeah. Like, you're really speaking to men. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, men are justifying You are. It. You men are justifying it. <laughs> yes, you, you men are justifying it. Yeah. You men are justifying Some men are justifying but it. But the men that do this, they justify it. Well, they justify it by seeing that, that the women really love what they're doing. You know, that they're doing the women a favor. They are God's gift. You are God's gift to women. And they, they believe it. You believe it. Yeah, you, you believe it. <laughs> and the, the repeated pattern again and again. Is of, that you? Know, you? Yeah. You. <laughs> you know, it's hard to say this you know, to guys, but it's you. You and, and I think it's not just talking about men in general, and you know, like talking about the men, but you men, the men that do this, those of you who are doing this, you need to hear what Benjamin is saying. Well, the, for those of you who do it, it's horribly ugly and painful because yeah. what you do is you create an image for a woman that even though it's not the real image because you're not there for the long run you're not doing what you say you're going to do and be there forever and ever because you're afraid of the word forever but what happens is that in that initial part of the relationship you create this image of a man of everything she's ever wanted yes. and when it breaks up every other relationship she will have will be compared to how you were at the beginning of the relationship. So she may never really be satisfied with another man because she say, well, this guy was all of these things and it didn't work probably because of something I did rather than what the man did. In many ways, 
it's your insecurities that you need your masculinity mirrored back to you again and again and again by as many different women as possible. There's the dichotomy of having masculinity mirrored back by showing you want to be in a relationship and then being claustrophobic in that relationship and panicking and leaving. And it's a terrible cycle because if you leave, a lot of your wounds are healed by distance. You know, you no longer have that claustrophobia. So you'll want to come back because you remember all the good things about the relationship and the cycle will start again and again and again. And whether they do it with the same woman over and over again or they find the next woman. Yeah. And some of you guys will go from woman to woman and then you'll even start to romanticize or compare the woman that you left to the woman that you're with. Because you're no longer in that claustrophobic or what you right. feel is claustrophobic. And then the woman you just left feels better than the woman that you, you're, right. you're, you're currently with. And so often there's this tendency to want to then cycle back to the, to the other one. It's horrible. And I think a lot of women have experienced dating a guy being very serious and then him suddenly saying, um, or speaking to you men, you suddenly saying that I'm going back with my ex. And yeah. of course that won't work out. But now that he's not feeling claustrophobic and making her wrong about everything and the reason why the relationship didn't work out, he's thinking about all the good things and or you're thinking about all the good things, men, and you know, he goes back to ruin that relationship again. <laughs> it's just Oh my God, it's horrifying. And there, you know, it is such a low level of consciousness that you're operating at. And, you know, it's like love is just this game. They're constantly in pursuit mode and searching for something. What's sad is all, all of these guys want love. Ultimately, oh, underneath all of this, they want love. Definitely. Talking to men right now, it would be you're doing it because you want love. You may never have had love, or you may never have the love that, that you needed. You're seeking it out, but in all the wrong ways. In some ways, it's, it's a way to prove that you can't get the love that you need, that the woman is always wrong, they're the, always the ones that are screwed up, and that you, know, that you can't find a good woman in Los Angeles or New York City or San Francisco where there are millions. Yeah, there's something wrong with everyone. Yeah, with everyone. With everyone, and your friends see it, they hear it, but they won't be honest with you. I mean, they may say, dude, like, what's up? Or well, your, your friends may be envious because they see that, you know, every couple months you're with another young babe. And they're married with kids and a... Yeah, or they're single. And you're showing them pictures of, you know, these women that you're dating and all the escapades and the, the great sex until this great sex stops because a woman will be invested in the relationship and scare you, scare the man. And so it's this push-pull, it's this pursuit and panic and making the woman wrong. There's a psychosis or at least a, a sociopathy about it because the men who do this, you men who do this, are doing it without remorse, you know, without consideration of the harm that's being done to this woman and, and they move on to the next one and yeah. the woman is like shattered I mean she's left shattered often blaming herself for why the relationship yeah ended. she blames herself and you blame her right. like that's the worst thing it's like you create the wound and then 
you pour salt in the wound. And the thing for the woman, which you have to realize, you know, what you're not seeing is that the women, they're waiting for this. It's like they want the romance. They're hungry for it. They're, and I'm not saying all women are innocent. Don't get me wrong. I would never say that. But we want the romance. We want the love. We're just, you know, it's like we're little baby birds with our mouths open and these guys come along and in the beginning they're just like dropping everything we need that we've been hungry and desperate for and looking for and they show up these love bombers as these perfect men the saddest thing for all of you who are doing this is you know how to seduce women i mean how many more women do you have to seduce and because it's never satisfying and so the the answer is unless someone gets professional help or deep deep introspection accompanied with professional help <laughs> and professional help and professional help yeah it won't change yeah the cup that will never be full and look i mean it could have been your mother or ex-girlfriend or an ex-wife or you know i get it the damage is caused is it screaming child in the background <laughs> but uh the damage may be caused by a good man giving his all and just failing in a marriage and then feeling so shattered and broken, like such a failure that ultimately underneath, you know, everything he's craving love. Most of you want love and relationship. You're not just doing this because you're mean spirited or you want to hurt women, but you're hurting women. You're hurting women by not looking at the wounds that are underneath all of this and being honest with yourselves about what's driving this and that it's you, it's not them. You know, it's like when women come to me, babe, and they say, oh, there's no good men. I can't find any good men. And I'm like, you are out of your freaking mind. There's great men. There are phenomenal men. You're not seeing them. You don't know how to recognize them. That belief that there aren't good men is filtering out all the good men. But it's like the same for you guys. You're so wounded and damaged and hurt and scared. Like underneath all of that is a scared little boy. Yes, yes who didn't get love from his mother or his grandmother or his father or his girlfriend or his wife. Yeah, underneath almost- Is a broken man. Under almost all bad behavior, if you keep going layer by layer by layer, is just a small child just wanting love, just standing on the diving board saying, look at me, look at me. (laughs) And there's a little child, right? in front of us like nobody could have orchestrated this better she was standing at the edge of the pool and she reached her I looked up at her and she smiled and she reached her little hand out towards me right in that moment perfect gorgeous poetic and this one is getting love and this one's getting love yeah but not all of them have and and I didn't have that you did baby yeah you did. I mean, whatever limitations your parents had or, you know, they loved you and you, you know, and I still felt loved underneath it. But as a man, as a man with a mother in particular who doesn't get the love and that 
mirroring that that positive mirroring yeah. from a mother you look at so many men i mean i'm sure you could go back to some great world leaders like a hitler and all and not to be, you know, but it, under all of that was a little boy who didn't get the love from his mother. I think one of the tragic things is that since the 1950s, and maybe, you know, long before that, this was the classic image of Playboy magazine, the classic Hugh Hefner type. It was lauded. It yeah. was like... Oh, yeah. No, this was, you know, awarded the most conquests in all. That's what the whole Playboy image was and it was perpetuated and, and it was mentored. my father yeah and it was something to be admired yeah and that still exists that still exists it's a horrific image it was liberating for no one for no one and these men like the playboy image um, objectify women right they often call them as refer to them as girls not women they objectify them as you know just something that is disposable. Yeah. It's so sad for women. They're so lost and they just want to figure out what men want, you know? We want to connect with you and then we see Maxim magazine or we see all the pornography and the like men who are lusting after that and it's so hard for us because so many of us are not like that. Like I am the furthest thing from that kind of woman. I never have been, I never will be, I never wanted to be. So for me, and I think for a lot of women, I mean, I had an avoidant guy, you know, there's a great book called Men Who Can't Love. There were some very, very classic books written. I mean, there's so many crappy books written, but there are a few that stand out. And one of them is Men Who Can't Love. It was written, oh my God, probably 30 years ago now. I don't know the actual date, but 25 or 30 years ago. And I remember when I went through my avoidant relationship, thank God, I mean, doing so much work on myself that when I encountered a man like this, I was able, I had the wherewithal to understand, to see that there was something incredibly wrong. I didn't have a reference point for it. I didn't know what was, like, there, there weren't words to describe what I was experiencing, but I was so open at that point. I was so ready for a relationship. And I stepped into this thing with both feet and an open heart and the willingness not to be a victim and to look at myself and to look at my my um, reactions. And, you know, I was really, really, really in, at an incredible point in my own personal growth. And I sensed very quickly, like a relationship that could have literally knocked my feet out from under me and blown me away. I was able to see it and in six weeks I, I was done. I walked away from this guy and I didn't look back but it was classic. Textbook. And when I pulled back he came toward just like Benjamin, like he wanted more. He wanted to come in. He couldn't handle the fact that I saw him for who he was and I 
walked away, I literally had this sense, what they do, what you do, and you guys need to hear this because I'm speaking as a woman to men who's been through this in Men Who Can't Love. In the very beginning, when they wrote that book, they had a hard time even getting a publisher. The publishers were like, well, this isn't a universal phenomenon. Like right. they, they didn't believe in the word commitment phobic. Yeah. They didn't think it was something real. No, and they were like, oh, this, is so, this happens to so few people. And then as the authors started investigating and talking to more and more women, they started to see that every woman they talked to had a story of someone like this. And I just, I got this guy's number. I looked at who I was being in the relationship and how I was showing up. And I literally, one of the classic things that avoidance do is in the end, they're leaving they will often do a character assassination of the woman they turn it on her and then they make her feel that it was all her fault it was all her and for a lot of women it is devastating because there he's got that huge salt shaker and that woman who is so desperate for love and approval and he's just spilling salt into that wound and saying all of these nefarious, horrible, nasty things about her and it's feeding into her desire to want to be loved. Just tell me and I'll improve and I'll do, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I can do better. Let's get back to where we were. I had none of that. <laughs> and some men, some of you guys who have this behavior, instead of ending something with bitterness, will kind of ghost. Will ghost or will almost pretend that they're having kind of a breakdown. You know, they start acting irrationally, looking for the sympathy for leaving. And so the woman, besides blaming herself often, will blame his childhood, his parents, other things, why he's acting so panicked, so sad. And a lot of you guys who are doing this behavior, you know, it's not that you don't share yourself. You share yourself often fully in the beginning. You know, very vulnerable. Yeah, he did that with me. Yeah. He did that. Yeah, you know, they'll talk about their childhood. They'll talk about the pain in the last relationships, why this is so different. And then the woman becomes close. He begins to panic. He feels claustrophobic. Feels claustrophobic and reacts either turning it on her, which I've seen many men do. You know, they just will say, you know, all women are screwed up. How are you going to find a good woman? Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco, wherever, isn't a good place to find women, which is... Insane. Insane. Just insane. There's nothing but amazing women out there, and especially today. There are women of every age and size and shape and color who have done work on themselves. But the pro you know, you guys need to look at yourselves. Well, also, not all of us are going to stay in a relationship because not all relationships are meant to be stayed in. The important thing is if we're to leave a relationship. Not to blame the woman. Not to blame the woman. To leave with, with integrity to leave with closure. You know, we have women's groups, and last night we had question and answer. A woman had texted me saying that she dated this wonderful man, and it just wasn't the right person for her. So in this case, she wanted to end it. And we crafted a text saying that, you know, you're a wonderful man, and it was a great honor to meet you. And upon reflection, it's clear that we're not a match. I wish you the very best in your dating journey and in life. And 
with that class, he wrote back the most beautiful, beautiful letter thanking her for the time and that, you know, it was just a joy to be with her. It could have gone another way. She could have sent a text saying, you know, I, I really didn't like the way that you chewed your, you dressed or chewed your food or anything. But it, it became a beautiful relationship that it actually added to this man's life, maybe for the rest of his life. And her life. Yeah. She was gushing, like could not wait to come on that call and read that message to us. And, and we were in tears. Yeah, all of us. So if one feels that one needs to re leave a relationship or not continue dating, whether it's a relationship yet or not, it's not something to feel guilty about. It's discernment. You know, it's good judgment when it, when good judgment is involved. But it's often how one leaves. Sometimes it's much more important to leave more carefully than we enter. Yeah. Because when we enter something, it's easy to enter with fireworks. It's easy to woo and court and have a great time. It's the leaving that is the art. Well, and, and also, I will say, you know, a lot of the wooing, and you guys got to get this, it's all charades. When you're in a relationship and you're wooing, and somebody is doing these romantic gestures that are so over the top, like we have a client who, you know, loves the, she gets caught up in these moments. And when she recounts them, the way she recounts them, they sound like scenes from movies. Well, they are scenes from movies. They're scenes from movies, but they're not real. There's no, you know, if, if when we talk to our clients to find the, what we call a guardian of their soul, it is so breathtaking to hear the unfolding of a true relationship sounds like. Sometimes it begins where it seems a little boring. <laughs> there are no fireworks. There's no, you know, just like a great woman, a great guy. But and they really, show up for each other. Well, they're afraid. There's some genuine fear. There's some, I don't know, I'm not, he might be a little too old or, you know, his nose might be, I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's something that gets in the way. And then there's a willingness, there's something there, something more, something where the woman is like, but he's different, you know, he's kind and he keeps showing up. As she's talking, you see this look in her eye, this, this, this look that's so beautiful. Right? And it's somewhere in another, and she's sorting through everything that she's ever thought it should look like. Right. And you can see in her mind that I'm not feeling anxious and I don't know where this is going to go. You know, I, I don't know. And is this it? Because they, they don't have a reference point for this. And that's what's so beautiful is that it isn't something that you read about in a storybook. Right. You can't find it there. There's not a reference point for this. There's no romance novel or rom-com or Disney movie. It's really two people who really make one choice after another 
to keep going down a road together. And I think, I mean, so I grew up in the Playboy generation, and I wasn't so much a perpetrator of being avoidant, but looking back at all the relationships I've had, and even short dating relationships, you know, I see myself, you know, I see what I've done. I wish I could go back and change things. You know, we learn. I think the best we can learn for you guys is from our mistakes. And we can either perpetuate our mistakes and they get deeper and deeper and more ingrained, or we can learn from our mistakes, see what we're doing, and see the effect it has on women, and look to brighten someone's life, not to just enhance our own. And if you keep, you know, maybe the, the telltale sign is if you keep saying, wow, you know, there are no good women, and you keep cycling through one woman after another, thinking it's the women, it's you. It's you. Yeah. It's either you're choosing the wrong women, you're attracting the wrong women, you're attracted to the wrong women. You are the common denominator. And you need help. You need to get help. And I wish Benjamin and I had enough hours in the day to do a program for men and women. But you've got to get help. But there's the, I think it's called the Good Man Project, but there are men's groups. There are ways to be around good, healthy male figures. Benjamin, baby, talk about Robert. You did work for eight years before you met me. Right, right. Well, I think it's so valuable for any man to have a mentor. And it could even be a friend. A it's, grandfather. A, yeah, anyone. Even creating one in your head, what a mentor would say, what a kind, wise man guiding you would say. Yeah, but if you do find yourself, you know, this is really what's called avoidant attachment. And it is actually in what's called the DSM. It's the manual for therapists of all of the pathologies. Read the book Attached. It talks about attachment theory in dating, in adult relationships. It's a brilliant book. And more than anything, read Men Who Can't Love because, you know, it all starts with just a little crack in that facade, just a tiny crack that can open you up to getting help and seeing that this is a terrible, insidious behavior, that you're projecting this on women and blaming women for something you're doing. And you're leaving just a trail of broken hearts and there's nothing sexy about being a playboy. Nothing, nothing. It's painful, it hurts women, and it's something that you need to take responsibility for. All right, so this has been Getting Inside the Right Male Mind. We are sending you our love from Tulum. Please forgive the background noise again, but thank you for bearing with us. Please go to lisashield.com and click that little button to view my free 45-minute presentation. And for women who would like to get help and you know, figure out how to find the guardian of your soul. If you'd like to find a man like this one right here, then we can help you do that. The best people, the most qualified people to help you find what you want are the 
people who have what you want. Don't waste precious time doing this work on your own. Let us show you how to get there faster. And please rate and like my podcast. Tell your friends, your boyfriends, your husbands, your brothers, your fathers, your uncles, all the men in your life and all the women in your life because there is a world beyond what you know. And finding love, it is the greatest gift we will ever give ourselves in this lifetime. I know that all we see are bad examples of relationships, but we worked hard to get here. We did our work to find this, and you can have it too. Please also like my YouTube channel and send us your requests for future podcasts. So if you have ideas, we really want to hear from you. This came from one of our listeners. So just send your requests to podcast at lisashield.com. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you next week. Look forward to it. Bye-bye. <laughs>